Robin. Rob will never lead us in on this show. I will. I will. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey 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 welcome to your weekly free corner spatey uh it's it's me cosplaying as nick kieran um i'm joined with the full spatey gang i'm joined by yulia yay <laughs> that's all i said nick? Today. <laughs> <laughs> we also have nick on the call hi <laughs> or not <laughs> and we are also joined by big boy himself Rob. ladies 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 i have been listening to the new fiona apple album you know if you want to talk about it i i actually gave it a 10 um you're welcome for that i wrote pitchfork <laughs> um, so you know if you want to if you want to talk about her, her wonderful artistry you know just message me on twitter <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is this is this a, is this like Rob's equivalent of wearing one of those? This is what a feminist looks like. T-shirts. Um, no, because yeah, I actually cool. did something. I got her the ten. <laughs> That's practice. How, how did you get her I'm the good ten? Friends with um, what's his face? The, the pitchfork guy, Johnny Pitchfork. I'm like the deer hunter. I'm like the deer hunter. Artist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a, we got a bit of a grab bag of uh, of general news. Uh, going around the content today. News from around the world. Um, uh, mainly, mainly that uh, Germany is slowly reopening, kind of, maybe. Let's see how this works out. Seriously? First day out the feds. <laughs> what are we all doing? I'm going to uh, get my hair the cut. Crowd, push forward. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, reopening just like the lockdown or the borders as well? <laughs> reopening the front. <laughs> the Germans pushing in towards Belgium. <laughs> uh we, we uh is the thing one of the things one of the actual official things they're doing schools are coming back on oh, may yeah, 4th yeah, yeah, I know that. um some shops will be allowed to reopen next yeah, monday yeah, like, yeah there's like, this weird thing this. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing about like they they can only be like smaller than 800 square meters or something yeah, which is yeah. pissing me off because the only thing I want to be open right now is IKEA. <laughs> IKEA is definitely the bigger is, than is that. Well, it gets confused in small spaces, so it can't transfer. <laughs> is it like? But seriously, isn't it like crowded, like small places? Isn't that more dangerous? <laughs> I, I think that like either or are dangerous. Like this, yeah. the thing is that the idea then of like making a, I don't know, like. Germany is so calculated that their stupidity just shows, like, very obviously. It's like the whole thing yeah. with the, um, when they had the, like, lockdown park thing, and there was, like, you can't sit on the grass. It's like, well, wait, why, <laughs> why not? Like, the coronavirus, like, like likes grass? Yeah. It doesn't like the pavement that then you can walk around on? Yeah. <laughs> well, as the poster uh, that Yulia found today oh, is, yeah. um that says coronavirus is killing animals yeah. and whenever i eat grass i really hurt because i don't have an appendix anymore so <laughs> the grass is coronavirus yeah. that, by the transitive property the floor is coronavirus <laughs> the floor is coronavirus <laughs> if it's 800 game. square meters large yeah. if it's larger than 800 square meters <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah to answer your question though rob what's the first thing i'm doing i'm getting a fucking haircut i actually probably won't get a haircut oh. i don't know i'm not my uh, my classes are starting again. They're they're home. Like the, everything's closed. The Online. library's closed. So I'm not going to leave. Ugh. I heard they might open the libraries again. Well, that would suck because I have to give back these books. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I just heard that my therapist told me. I don't know if that was nice of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, that is nice. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like pressure you or something with your papers. But <laughs> libraries are reopening. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Why don't we just like continue like through all this and like everyone just just stops going to school, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is education, bro? Like, Actually, there is um, there's this fight by Abiturienten right now um, to. Um, Establish a Durchschnittsabitur so that you get your um, Abitur by just like the grades that you had, that you don't have to write all the all the exams for it. Because they say like this is ridiculous, just postponing it two weeks, you know, and then let us all sit together and in these situations and and write our Abiturprüfung. So they are like, okay, let's do it. I think they did that during war times as well. You can get your Abitur, you know, from just your grades. Uh. Um, which which war? You know which war. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one, the one that did things to the, yeah, the one, the one, yeah, okay. the was the second, <laughs> the Yugoslav the war. war, exactly, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Dreißigjährige Krieg. <laughs> the uh, the the 2006 Russian Georgian War. Yeah. Uh, Germany kind of overreacted on that one. <laughs> we 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 could have sworn it was coming this way. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, at that point, what the uh, Gazprom had like enough of like the German energy market. They just wanted to be safe. <laughs> Gazprom was too busy with the war that there was just a collective gas leak in the country of Germany. So we all started freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, just like the entire generation of babies born between like that like three month period are just like extremely just like poisoned, <laughs> irreversibly like fucking like Flint, Michigan, like oh no, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, it, it, in short, um, but the, it's it's all kind of. I don't know. So how how are people feeling about the fact that it's opening up again? Is do we feel like this is too soon or is this all going to blow up? I like hate all of this, but not because of the opening up thing, but because of like all of the other stuff and that everyone is just going to kind of like go merrily along their way and like Michael's going to like not ever be criticized. So mm. that I don't think that like I mean I the decision whether it be good or bad of if people go out doesn't matter it's the fact that then i think that i don't know that we see like the ridiculous thing of like the uh you know people in like michigan be like we want to work we want to work and i think that like a lot of germans have actually a similar mentality it's just like in a much like different way but germans will like and, and we'll, we'll talk about it later when it gets to like the sense of how just germany is literally just gonna like you know fucking commit like a lot of bad things to the rest of Europe because they want everything to like get back to normal really quickly. And that's the thing I'm really afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it gives you life I, I'm purpose. Scared. I would love to die for Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you got to pick, you got to pick, you know, Trump or Merkel. I'm sending him passion, please. Those are your two Queens. I really think the the protesters in in Michigan, uh, like, not only do they suck, but it's just uncreative. Like, let's get some proclamations of your like, un like your not undying because you like you, that that you will die for Trump and do a public sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Where's your where's your where's your like 
why why isn't like a like a, some sort of holy war or dying for the great leader it, it could be a lot more fun i think so, oh, dude, so that Trump- sucks. like you have to die you have to die for merkel like that's so lame dying for like one of the most like uninspiring people on the face of the earth at least dying for trump is cool sir, 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 mr trump uh, yeah. love of mine someday you will die but i will follow you into the dark <laughs> I mean, there's definitely more emotion uh, connected to dying for Trump, or you mm. know, you would get like your personal tweet or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merkel would even tweet you out. I know. <laughs> Does she even have a Twitter? No, she doesn't have her own Twitter. It's a fucking oh. just normal ass. That's a situation. Yeah, it's like Angela Merkel wouldn't even like. Even if she did, she wouldn't even do like lib clapback shit. She would just tweet the exact same way as like. Her Twitter is now. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> She's the, like, I had this discussion earlier today with uh, Jan from uh, Hula 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 about how mm. um, uh, Merkel is the most, like, she is she is the most perfect neoliberal um, person on the face of the earth. Mm. And, like, I can't think of, like, a policy that then's actually Merkel's that, like, is 100%, like, except for maybe, like, refugee policy was, like, the only one that then she, like, stepped up and, like, was, like, I'm going to go against my party and do this and that and that. Yeah. Everything, and even that she, like, immediately stepped yeah, she- back on. <laughs> um, but everything else is just kind of, like, I'm going to consult the experts and the data. And, like, I I finally was, like, because like, I've, I've been, you know, my battle on this show has been wondering why liberals like her so much. And I think this week I finally realized it, of that it's just that she is just like a shell. Like the speech with her explaining, yeah. like, yeah. yeah is She's that- just a shell of liberal policy. She has no personality. She has nothing that then that I can necessarily, like, say that she stands for other than, like, Europe in quotation marks. Um, kind of. Even that, it's just like the continuation of like you know the European economic progress of like three countries. Yeah, Germany. And everything one. else is just yeah. Gone. Everything else is just phoned in of like, well, gotta consult you know the big fucking like you know the 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 Franz Josef Strauss Institute or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> that she gets her shit from, and all the like feuds that then are within her own party are like not even like i don't know they're just they're so petty and dumb like they're not cool like they're not cool trump not shit cool. well no, like I, merkel I, did make germany great again but the greatness the like aspiration to greatness is different in different contexts but for like a conservative america it is like some i don't know grand spectacular you know death drive whereas if for german liberals it's like schwarz and baby <laughs> and stable governance which is but yeah again. which is still kind of similar to the death drive it's just that like germans for the most part will be unscathed by it unless they're like poor working class which is mm. a, which is which is a, a number of people growing in germany everyone that everyone forgets oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. you know yeah. but for people who vote cdu they're unscathed and i like i was actually researching more about the schwarz and this week and i didn't realize that like throughout germany there are massive black zeros in like city centers to like praise the schwarze null uh, yeah like what in, yeah in baden-württemberg it's a, it's a thing it's a kind yeah but we we, we of course last week we 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 joked about the statues of Victor Orban, yeah. but this is like that yeah, <laughs> germany just you but can you gotta have something you believe in it can't be Merkel because God damn it. Yeah, it's literally no it's it's literally just like murdering the European economy through like destroying yeah. your own economy slowly. The, oh yeah, ask Italy about the that. zeros are the exact size and kind of like aura of the black monoliths from 2001 a Space Odyssey. 
<laughs> they just they just <laughs> oh appear they appear yeah. throughout just like space time. I was like, ah, uh, gems are gathering around it, <laughs> just going insane, it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> what is it? Behaving like apes. You're gonna find them throughout yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah, it's the is the turning point in the they don't they don't tell you that in the history books, but the turning points when like Rome started failing to conquer the German hordes to the north is like all these Teutonic tribes encountering like giant black zeros in the dark forest <laughs> and worshiping them, and then when they touch them, they get the power of the fucking all spark yeah. and are able to kill Rome. The German, the German led EU. You're just finishing the job now. Well, yeah. the German led EU oh, are like the Rome. forerunners from Halo. <laughs> And in the future, <laughs> you know, you as Master Chief will get to fight on giant Schwarzenegger's. In the, in the... I'm so hoping the next week we find another uh, Halo reference because that'll be three weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not hard. There's so many of those games. <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. So I kind of, I guess this kind of leads us to like the next thing, yeah, we, which we is should say maybe oh, now because it does fit a little more. Uh, we plan to talk about this more next week. Um, for, for people who don't know, I don't mm. know if we've mentioned it on the show. Um, no, we haven't. There is a crisis. Of, no, we did ne- definitely mention the Spago crisis and how everyone is like, who is going to pick mm-hmm. our Spago uh, with the borders yeah. closed? And I guess it's probably two weeks old now. There was an agreement between the German government and the Romanian government to have 80,000 uh, Romanian farm workers come to Germany. And basically it's all mm-hmm. like, First of all, it's organized by like the various governments, a bunch of like companies. So like Eurowings are like, we'll, we'll fly them there. And then another company is like, and we'll house them and all this stuff. But it's not anything particularly like, of course, in the context of coronavirus, everyone can make it out to be like, wow, this heroic sacrifice. But like seasonal farm work in Germany is a huge industry. And it's basically the same stuff. Yeah. Like it is really bad working conditions. And now it's basically the same bad working conditions, but there's a virus everywhere. There's an epidemic, and yeah, like I think the the photos of um like Cluj Airport, mm-hmm. like where everyone's packed in, and there is like no capacity for any kind of social distancing. Oh, not at all. Yeah, 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 but um, as Rob said, we, we'll we'll talk more about that next week, and I think just the in general, the more like Gastarbeiter or like the farm workers thing that's happening all across the EU, because as Rob alluded to, this is not like new. This is kind of the situation in like all European countries. Um, I think there was like that whole thing in Spain of like those slave grandmothers who were like picking tomatoes. Mm. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good anywhere. One thing. Um, yeah, it's interesting because go ahead. Julia. Julia. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, now I forgot what I wanted to say. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so the first, uh, it was in a uh, report in a fuse news, uh, whatever magazines and, and newspapers yesterday that the first mm. Romanian uh, farm worker died. died of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, exactly. I wanted to say the same, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, of course, <laughs> that all goes along with testing and stuff. Uh, who knows if it's like yeah. actually, if enough testing is being done to actually, you know, register the extent of the, the threat and the problem. Um, well, I read it was like because of corona. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, maybe some. Um, but that means, like, the people around this person, mm. like, everyone should be fucking tested, no? Like, they were everyone all hanging had... out together at yeah. the airport. Uh, I don't know, but that won't. I mean, fucking uh, asparagus, bagel is a luxus food. Like, it's nothing 
that is essential or necessary. No. It's like so unnecessary. Yeah, I gotta, Spargel, I gotta. And Spargelbauern are not your, your cute little peasant farmer or something like that. Definitely your babushkas. No. Yeah, this is like big industry. Oh, yeah. Like Spargelbaron. Well, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like According to German it, press. <laughs> it, it, uh, it all lines up quite nicely because someone who we've, I think, never mentioned on the show, but who is like a recurring character in my, in my mind and on my Twitter feed. Is uh, Julia Klöckner, <laughs> who's the agricultural minister oh. for Germany? Oh my god! Um, she has great Julia, photos. Yeah, Julia. Julia has Klöckner. a whole has a whole thing about how Julia Klöckner always is. Uh, yeah, just how photogenic she is. Well, she it makes know, sense she's photogenic. She is a, a a former German wine queen, 1995 to 1996. Oh, that's what, how she got that position yeah. of agrar <laughs> Well, she grew up in like in in something that's very like like dark like the the german wine industry just like you have all these rich families owning these vast vineyards and then she's just like a daughter of one of them and grew up and then became the wine queen you know in this kind of like inner politicking circle and then that's like well she knows about exploiting workers (laughs) and exploiting agricultural workers (laughs) exactly that's why she makes like uh, has so many photo shoots i think like everything she does is basically just posing in front of anything that looks like it has is related to farming and or, or woods. Sometimes she's standing in the yeah, woods. Just in the middle of it's, the woods. It's woods. a lot of woods. Yeah. It's a lot of woods. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Google imaging search here right now. It's I a lot know, of woods. She definitely. Yeah, she definitely. My office is the German countryside. Yeah, she definitely like like uh, uh, is uh, a great example of like one of my stereotypical like CDU politicians, yeah. particularly oh, someone like if she. Someone like her who's younger could just be like the most perfect like uh um what's the Junge Union? Yeah. She, like, she was like a member of Junge Union. No, no, of course they right all after, are. That's how you uh, become the German wine. wine of course, absolutely, of course. That's how it works in Germany. You have to be a member of the of the thingies. Yeah. For a long time then you go a slow way up. Yeah. Except um, for if you're what's his name and you're kinda cool. Or you're the shitty version of this, uh, or you're like Philip Amtor or something. <laughs> you're just like. I'm. Really? I'm. Assu- <laughs> can I? Can I just make a, a theory here that yeah. she like had some sort of like witch powers to suck all the youthful energy out of Yoga on Yoon because like she's the only one to come out of this that looks like this, and the rest of them look like some sort of goblin monster. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this is, this is not the, everyone else in your audience looks like they're like 50 something. I don't, I don't get it. All right. This is just weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just want to make a spicy, spicy take. Sorry about the Spago thing. Maybe I've mentioned this on the show a thousand times before, but, um, uh, Spago ain't good. Like, Asparagus, <laughs> asparagus is you most. Know how def- we <laughs> disagree on that one, but uh, like, <laughs> Germ- like you have to think about it. The the food that Germans are most obsessed with is a food that then you have to literally boil to then it becomes un- like just gloop for you to enjoy no. it. Yes, white yeah. asparagus is so friggin' hard to cook, and you have a country that then whose like culinary like arts is non-existent, trying to cook this thing that's very difficult to cook. Sorry, get it in the hands of like a chef of another country who has who can. Actually actually cook and has good food maybe it would be good but i'm sorry like german cuisine is definitely not something that should try to cook hard like vegetables that are difficult to cook 
And all that they do is they just boil it in like sugary water and just douse it in butter. It's disgusting. It is so I, bad. I I I like it. No, I got. You guys are all you guys are all pigs. Wow, Nicholas! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I did, I do not get spargelzeit. I like it. I don't like have a three month period of being like <laughs> I have to have it all the time. My life would legitimately be better if I did not know that white asparagus existed. <laughs> That's <laughs> white asparagus. Why does it sound? <laughs> <laughs> why do the Germans uh, like the white one so much huh ever think about that yeah, exactly. like, it sounds like that like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is a problem this is a problem we have like a podcast that's now older than a year I'm pretty sure we made this joke exactly one year ago yeah. <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> I just want last part I just want all of just to look like, up the German wine queen uh, go through the history yeah yeah uh, so like um, so <laughs> Julia Klingler is from Rheinland-Pfalz right so that is like that is one of the Wine, like the areas with Einatbelzischer wine, you know, yeah. so like all wine. One of the uh, like one that. of the one of the six meters squared where you actually have a climate conducive to yeah, wine, wine in Germany. The, yeah, also one of the smallest little states in Germany. Mm. But just to mention, like that, she's not only our like agrar minister; she is also very much against abortion. <laughs> and uh, as the wine queen would be yeah and um like same rights in uh, uh marriage for uh, oh yes yeah. yes yes yeah well she needs more soldiers for her for her wine army i guess yeah. so she doesn't to... like gay people and yeah abortion and yeah i just i feel like this is Okay, so I know it's it's kind of the stereotype of like continental Europeans that they're a bit like it's like an American stereotype. They're a bit more casual with things like sex and alcohol. Like they introduce kids to those concepts at a lot younger age. And I'm just imagining the wine queen as being this German only character from the like McDonald's character universe. Like the wine queen is because you can get wine at McDonald's in Europe or something, and she's like trying to attack Mayor McCheese. I I don't know. I think there's something there. Definitely. Well, she also, like, when it comes to, like, all the fucking farming stuff, she is known to to work, like, on, uh, to especially, like, argue for the, the side of the, the farmers, in, in, mm. not, not in a good way, but more in the sense of, like, oh, animal cruelty and, like, animal farming. Or environmental stuff, probably, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, she, oh, she loves, like, fucking, um, what's the name, um, BISF. So like chemis- chemical chemistry, company, chemical one of the companies, yeah, yeah, yeah. The when the when <laughs> when when the German government broke up, what is it like, Desega or something like that, or yeah. Desuga? Because like, yeah, a, an old Nazi company and uh, Desuga and IG Farben were broken up into like four companies. BASF is a Nazi company, like just straight yeah. up. Woo. Also, she loves Nestle. And she, like, <laughs> she honored them for reducing like sugar content in their. She uh, loves also. She has she has lots of uh, bank accounts at Chase Bank and fucking IBM and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She loves like fucking like food industry companies and the big pharma mm. industry and chemical industry and and farming industry. So various companies know. that would destroy small farmers, basically. Yeah, exactly. So we all know like what kind of advocate 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. listening to Fetty Wap's Trap Queen trying to think of how to make that into Wine Queen, and I got nothing. I'm very sorry. <laughs> the only Trap Queen is Apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, so she's like, I'm guessing she's kind of like the head of this whole drafting the Romanian. Yeah, she's evil. Yeah, yeah she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like that. It's so unfortunate oh, yeah. to share with a name with someone like that. But like, yeah, she seems like a Julia Klepner. I don't know. Mm, evil <laughs> Yulia, I like this. Ki- yeah, there's two kind of Yulias. There's either the very cute, smart ones. <laughs> and then there's hard. this bitch. <laughs> or there's the evil corporate ones. The corporate yeah, yeah, yeah. Yulia. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. <laughs> um, she was like going to be tapped at one point to be like brought up higher in the party was she not yeah she was yeah and then that seemed to just like fall through or maybe why not she's doing i'm sure i'm sure they're happy with her work Mm -hmm. i mean now yeah like this is the yeah she has to she has to like build up her resume it's like oh well you know you you, uh you know smuggled eighty thousand romanians into germany we haven't been able to do that since uh Mm -hmm. 1938 (laughs) um cool um, I like your work. You know, let's see. Let's see what else you can do. Yeah, and like, don't they have a bit of a like a succession problem in CDU at the moment as oh, well? Yeah, because yeah, 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 no one liked Akaka. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so they want Matt. Yeah, Matt's is going to be like uh, Matt's is definitely one of the most controversial figures in that party yeah. because he like uh, he one of the like the last big things that he was in that he voted in like german parliament in before he just like did his like like disappearing for 10 years to like you know write his next album was that like a domestic he voted against a domestic violence bill in germany yeah he is a fucking psycho (laughs) um yeah first of all he got coronavirus and i was excited but i guess he survived because i haven't i I mean i'm looking at his wikipedia it still says he's alive um yeah. One very strange thing. No about one bad's going to die. Um, I just want to just want to throw this out there. Um, hold on, I have to find it. He's a member <laughs> of something that's called the Andean Pact. Does anybody know about this? Okay, as as in the Andi- exactly, Andes Mountains. In the Andes Mountain. Ah. In South, South America. America. So I'm just going to read okay. from Wikipedia. Um, I have a thing uh-huh. that this has to do with like German people who live there. Mm-hmm. Mertz joined the CDU's youth wing, of course, Union, in 1972 and is reputed to be a member of the Andean Pact, a powerful network formed by members of the CDU youth wing in 1979 during a trip to the Andes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, why? Why is Yoga and Yon? Why are they? In, or why are there Germans in Argentina? Why are there Germans oh, yeah, yeah, in true. Chile in 1979 what? under the Pinochet government? That's one question to ask. Oh. oh okay. Another yeah, one true. to ask. I mean, we all know why. Is, this, this was first reported on. I, I did a little digging on this, like in, in the past. I was first reported on by Spiegel in the 2000s or something, and they're like, "Yeah, there were all these like." Um, cause whatever, they're all youth members on like their field trip. And apparently they're all just like, you know, being German lads, drinking beer on their plane. And they're like, we're going to sign a pact, mm-hmm. like a brotherhood pact that we will always, that we will never like betray each other. Um, oh God. and they've all like risen in the ranks mm-hmm. in the city since then. Uh, and it's very shadowy, like, Ooh, who's a member, who's not. And what exactly does the pact entail? Um, but they they never like run against each other directly, but none of them obviously, um, maybe not obviously. No, none of them have been like the prime minister, the Bundeskanzler. 
Um, but maybe Mats will uh, will do it, and then the Andean Pact will can you know take off the veil and and you know pronounce the new uh, dictatorship of Germany. I love okay. I love the way that uh, Handel's Blatt uh, just like wrote about this. Um, in the summer of 1979, 12 young men on a flight from Venezuela to Chile um, hit on entering an idea to pass the time. Half-jokingly, they drafted a document called the Andes Pact, swearing eternal allegiance and mutual help to each other in the, in their political careers. You know, it was a I bit. Love, it was I a joke. It was a goof. I with my boys and decide to swear eternal allegiance to a pact we make. Yeah. <laughs> At that time that me and Nick swear a blood oath to each other. It wasn't just a joke. Like, it was Guys, fine. We're, we're, we're about to meet Pinochet. He has to think we're cool. We have to speak. We need to do a few blood packs. <laughs> we need to practice our secret handshake so he thinks we're cool. <laughs> Oh god! That's oh. Germany, I'm just like I'm imagining all of them when they were young were just like a just group of Philip Amtors. <laughs> well, I can imagine how they were because they probably went with. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, Matt, I don't know how tall I mean, Matt is, but he's kind of like more of a like a like a lean and kind of like um, you know Philip Amtors kind of I'm, he's like you know apple applebeckic like he's kind of got these like little okay so cheap. but like. With Matt seems a little yeah, 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 yeah. with the fur. Um, that's that's uh... a. <laughs> but okay, so like uh, some of the people they have in the Andes Pact in this Handelsblatt article are just real lockers. Um, Jens Span. I do. I do oh, King. Oh, I do. Yeah, he, he's got a bit of a uh, like spread calendar. You know, Twelve months. Twelve absolute. Yeah. Wait, he is in there. Lookers. So they, Apparently. Oh, so they got a bit more. I, I would imagine them not allowing gay people in their club. Huh? <laughs> too young. He wasn't. He wasn't there. I mean, he wasn't even born in. I mean, original, but they still have, you know. And when mm. your father was in it, then you can become part. It's like a fraternity. <laughs> Just not of. the same. It's like skulls and bones, but for Philip Amtors. <laughs> oh my god. Probably. The. Um... Oh, sorry. No, this is this is a this is a new smaller group of young CDU politicians that they are calling them. They call themselves the Troika. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So that's this is a uh, Jens Mann, um, Paul Ziemlek, and Karsten Lindemann. Everything bad. So they picked a good yeah, name me for too. them. So yeah, I know they picked this name in. Oh, let me see. Um, hang on. Oh, they're doing some. Bullshit! They're not telling me the exact year. Give me, give me a second here. Uh, uh, they hit this name in 2015, so they kind of knew what they were. They must have known what they were doing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Much like once upon a time, the, uh, the the young CDU boys had to impress Pinochet. Jens Spahn and his friends had to impress the the Troika, the real power of Europe. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of, are we talking about Eurobonds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should that, probably talk about <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, perfect, perfect, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, this is all this is all stupid because um, I said earlier than the sense of that while Merkel was like doing her thing of like yep yeah, Germany's gonna go back to normal everything will be fine there was then one piece of them Merkel was asked about then what's gonna happen to the German economy which then ties into this thing with euro bonds and all that that Merkel was like uh, you know we need to go back like you know Germany's currently in a in like a one month budget deficit my god how dare they Uh-oh. fucking do that um <laughs> and the um i forget which i f- i forget what the uh what the um the leopold what's the name of the institute leopoldina leopoldina institute which is like one of like yeah. the 
um, major, like, apparently supposedly, like, nonpartisan kind of, like, I would call it, I would say mm. it's a think tank, but it's, like, a research institute in Germany. It's been around for, like, 300 years or some shit. Mm. Um, they, um, while, simu- this is the thing that's really funny to me, is, like, while simultaneously in the, um, like, corona plan that they had, talking about how important it is for, like, combating climate change, they also then said the importance about how important it is to go back to the Schwarze Null, which you can't combat climate change with the Schwarze Null. It is physically impossible. And if you can, I, I mean, it is simply through ecofascism. Like, that is the only type of just politic that's going to exist. That then, like, yeah, Germany may be able to do this, but because Germany's then creating no exports for themselves, what does that do to the rest of Europe? And then now on top of that also is then this new version of Eurobonds, which they're called something different now. Um, I forget the actual name, but for the sake mm-hmm. of just the, the new Euro bonds that are being introduced, which are just new austerity packs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like the, 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 some of the things the Netherlands wanted to have, which was like, they wanted to have like supervision over, uh, the receiving countries, yeah, like fuck budget that planning. they should like, you know, manage their own damn economy. That is just a fucking, you know, a loophole, like a fucking tax haven. Yeah. For fuck's sake, this thing that pisses me off is that the Netherlands is just as shoddy and shitty of an economy as like all these other countries that they shit on, if not worse, because they have no industry whatsoever. No, like every, like everyone in Amsterdam could be replaced with like an Indonesian teenager on Fiverr.com. <laughs> like it's like it's it's a city. One of the things I heard about Amsterdam is like it has more like design agencies than people. Like it, it's it's a ridiculous economy they have going there. It's the future I always um, dreamed of. <laughs> the yeah so we've gotten to the situation now where they've they've come up with a deal but like it's kind of garbage that's my understanding i kind of lost track of the corona bond stuff because so i was paying here's attention what, here's to, the latest i've read this is a bloomberg article from yeah. yesterday so we're recording on friday the 17th so it's from the 16th um leaders to hold strategic discussion about plans next week but the 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 big pitch is that it is everything but actual corona bond. So it is mm. increasing its uh its budget and like making it and, and using all these big words to be like, we were increasing its budget firepower to repair the devastated economy. Um but we're not gonna issue bond. That's that's not what that's not what we're gonna do. Um just to read from the article, to read from our uh someone I would die for, Ursula von der Leyen, um <laughs> budget should be quote the mothership of efforts to revive growth about the coronavirus pandemic. After the coronavirus pandemic, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen told EU lawmakers in Brussels on Thursday. So first of all, I love anything that just like sets off the tuning forks of like um, anybody who's like Eurosceptic. Like I love when they get up there and they're just like, yeah, the EU is the mothership that's going to, uh, you know, abduct everybody. We are consolidating all power. Um, but like the, the idea, like they're just like, talking themselves up about this expanded budget, um, which doesn't even seem to be much of an expansion. Um, I didn't get specific numbers um, about what exactly, I mean, I guess it's going to be hashed out next week, but they're just saying, yeah, we will like spend a little more money. Um, one proposal is a hundred billion yeah. euro employment insurance fund credit lines of up to 240 billion euros from the Euro area bailout fund. Um, but that's like, that is, that is absolutely that's, nothing. That's that nothing. is chump change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we saw in the U.S. I mean, you have to think about the, the, the EU's economy is bigger than the U.S. is technically in terms of GDP output, if we're going to yeah. use that dumb thing. And the U.S. 
pumped in at the beginning of when like there was that hiccup in the um in the stock market they just th- threw 1.5 trillion at that did nothing you know yeah like i mean you have to think about it in the sense too of like what happened in, like like in 2008 like 20 trillion just was pumped into you know bad loans and whatnot like that a uh, uh, hundred billion is I, I don't know i can't math right now but it's 100 billion across like what are you talking about 27 economies yeah, no exactly especially like a bunch yeah. of very unequal economies like germany doesn't deserve any of that fucking 100 billion dollars just sorry they don't um they haven't been hit hard by coronavirus either and they won't be ask Italy. yeah because yeah. if you ask the people of italy we're in a war with italy right now yeah <laughs> they have like comments stuff like that like on, on social media by italian like there is just one thing uh, we can guarantee uh, you, comma Germany, like talking to Germany, saying like, "Oh, um, the Italian people are declaring war." Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, uh, people are saying like, "Oh, Germany wants to take over." Yeah. I mean, of course, you have a lot of weird rhetoric in in that, but they are not wrong with saying. Yeah, it's these stuff. Yeah, we're getting a lot of like weird Dutch reply guys as well. That was a that was a thing that was happening oh, last week. Oh yeah, the week. guy that I told that he like just to fuck me. Wait, he what? he wanted to go. F- he told uh, David Adler uh, to yeah. go fuck a pizza. Yeah. Um, okay. For because <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that's Dutch anti-Italian humor, I guess. Oh, the thing that was funny is that the dude, on. that guy, who, that guy who <laughs> tweeted that out is Greek. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, he has a he has a Greek flag emoji in his fucking thing. It's like, have you have you no shame, sir? <laughs> sir, have you no shame? Yeah. Um, um, the thing that that is just like really funny to me about all of that is like one, obviously, like Germany's dominance of the European Union and just the European economy should be dwindled. I absolutely, and I, I don't mean this as like an yeah, definitely, yeah, no, I, no, no. I don't mean yeah, this in like an anti-George sense of like that. Oh, Germany's no. bad. It's that. Oh. Germany is all power should be given to Israel over the years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna get it's rid like of Eurovision all- <laughs> Song Contest. It's like, I've been posting like like Slay, like Andrew Cuomo memes, but about Benjamin Netanyahu and his response. Now he's just yeah. so good. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it started with like a uh, uh, blocking the the export of of fucking like Schutzmasken. Yeah, yeah. mask, face mask, and. And stuff like that, and and also the suit, you know the, and uh, the fact that <laughs> those those medical ones, PPEs, and, right? and, yeah, and yeah, PPEs and Germany English, yeah. didn't need them, no, and Italy no. did need them, and I mean that is already like a big fuck you to Italy, especially during like their peak yeah. in Bergamo and the Lombardy in general. So. Yeah. yeah. The thing too that then is just so amazing to me is that Germany would rather than strike a deal with the US with you know Jens Spahn would rather strike a deal with with Trump in the US that luckily got shot down by the rest of the fucking what the CDU whoever of you know making a, a trying to do research for a US only vaccine you know than to actually support countries within then the you know like that are very close and that could spread the virus through your own country very easily. And mm-hmm. on top of that, also, just like I don't understand why, like you know, these decisions are made by then then the like individual economies of Europe. 
You know, it, it, it like if 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 there yeah. is supposed to be then like independent oversight from the European Central Bank and from the European from the Eurogroup and these from these institutions, which obviously don't exist, as we're very much you know aware of. Um, I don't understand why there wasn't like a push then from these like from a, a body that then isn't connected to let's say the German government or the Dutch government or whatever, just being like, well, you know, the like seeing the damage that then that 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 is happening in you know these countries, we're just going to extend then you know euro bonds on our own thing. But because the European Union like because the the European Central Bank and the Eurogroup doesn't function that way, it like we were talking about with Riley is that then the Euro like the ECB can't function actually and do monetary policy like they can't function as a central bank. And I think that then like the involvement from the individual, you know, member states in it is the one of the most destructive things because yes, it comes into the sense of that it will come down to what Germany wants. And that's simply mm. it. Mm. And maybe what France wants occasionally, depending on, you know, what what, what day <laughs> yeah, of the week. What it are is. they doing right now? <laughs> oh, have you not have you not seen? We're getting um we're getting Doomer Macron now. Oh um, yeah, we've got like Yeah, we got black pilled Macron, it's great. Because <laughs> Macron, yeah, Macron has actually been, I've been very surprised by this, but he's actually been in favor of what he's phrased a couple of different times in different ways, but like financial solidarity. He's been, he was like one of the first, he was one of the signatories to, or his finance minister was mm. one of the first signatories to the whole idea of we need Corona bonds. Like yeah. he was on Italy's side well, for this, which is surprising from Macron. Yeah. Um, but I guess like, just let him, let, let him make a couple of French startups and he'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so, but the, um, He's now got. He's now uh, speaking to several like um, articles. He actually had a Financial Times interview uh, yesterday, uh, Thursday, for, from uh, uh, people listening at home. Um, that was basically like, if we don't do some sort of like redistribution of wealth or set up some sort of large, mm-hmm. substantial EU wide fund for economic recovery, the EU is gone. Like oh, there is, damn, there is I agree no with, the, with with him for yeah. once. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because it's a this is Doomer Macron. This is a very different Macron. So Doomer Macron, Doomer Macron is literally just an existentialist then. Like all Doomer French people. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm sorry, French Doomer Macron is just Macron in a black turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all his photos in black and white now? <laughs> <laughs> my car just like looks like all those photos like just yeah just like smoke oh, yeah he's smoking yeah. now <laughs> he has like three girlfriends yep. well that's very french presidential like come on yeah, it is yeah <laughs> uh, oh wow. yeah, yeah he uh emmanuel macron macron this is it from ft has warned of the collapse of the eu as a political project unless it supports stricken economies such as italy and helps yeah. them recover from the coronavirus pandemic um, damn wait what the fuck <laughs> yeah like I, I guess okay if I'm gonna put on Kieran's ultimate pessimism hat this could just be like Macron does shock doctrine to Italy uh, and at yeah. the end of this we just get like this weird like Macron presents the um, I don't know uh, elector like I don't know the electrical grid of Italy um, where he just like owns everything now but yeah. like that's <laughs> probably better than well, no, it's pretty bad. But <laughs> no, that would be terrible. But like, yeah, they, they, they are talking about bailouts. I, I think the thing with all of this would be 
uh, and I don't know how much detail he's got into. It's devil's in the details because he could he could be arguing for the same thing the Dutch were kind of arguing for, which is like, yeah, give Italy money, but you know we also have like veto power over what they want to spend it on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is there's so a lot like, of different ways like to do Greece. this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is that is yeah. 2009 Greece, right? Yeah, and 2011 yeah. and like the austerity packages, and that was the thing yeah. too is that there was. Um, obviously, like this, the 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 skepticism of it is that then one, um, and it, it, it's the same thing that we talked about too with the Green New Deal that like Ursula von der Leyen mm. introduced like her you know Green Deal bullshit thing <laughs> that ended up just being it's like not new <laughs> yeah no it's not new it's actually not very green it's not a deal either no. it's just these bizarre no. austerity packages of green yeah. things. Yeah. And but we give it a fun, fun name. Like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds a bit like the Green New Deal. <laughs> and I, 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 I genuinely think that then, like, the manifestation of then, like, okay, Italy is going to take on things that these are absolutely not bonds. Of course not. Um, yeah. They're going to, yeah, like, I think Kieran's right. It'll be like, oh, yeah, you have to privatize yeah. your water or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. you know. We own give all pizza now. Yeah, there's going to be the most... Nestle presents Naples. Yeah, there's going to be the most psychotic things within these these bailouts or whatever it is because that's how the... That's how European austerity always works, where it's like in the sense of in the US, it'll be just that like, well, we have to... um, you know, bail out the rich people, but then it's like all okay, and we'll get through it one way or another. It's a different type of evil, but I like the way that the like the way that the that the European Union, the way that the ECB and all these kind of things and function within it is just like the this peak neoliberalism to the point of like, oh well, you know, uh, you're gonna do this. You're like you can take on this money. We're gonna then monitor what you can and can't spend it on. By the way, there's like these like clauses that say that you have to like you know auction off in like ten years. X, Y, and Z yeah. to the first yeah. bidder. By the way, the first bidder is going to be Germany. <laughs> yeah, give yeah. us all your uh, port. Yeah. <laughs> And it, yeah, and, then, so and, like, and it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be no surprise similar to then with the Greece situation of then why uh, they're going to start turning to Chinese investment more as Greece has yeah. been doing and I'm not going to say that that's a good or a bad thing but it definitely is um, you know power is weaning from the European institutions if they allow that to happen which they're going to like yeah. they just simply yeah are. well another so there's a, there's a couple of, well like oh, another on, side of it is like. Um, you, you can question how like feasible it is or how many people are actually uh, like on that side, but there is a lot of talk, like we talked about with the actual um, green, European Green New Deal. There is like um, a rising narrative, I would say, of like using uh, these supernatural, uh, supranational organizations to do things like, I mean, things other than austerity, you know? And it might, it might seem surprising that in a moment of crisis, the European Union is so like, I don't know, people say there's a lack of creativity, there's whatever, like, like it's not willing to, like, take risks or, like, try to, to do things. But I think they see, like, no, this, now is the time for discipline. There's a lot of voices out there that are trying to turn these tools mm. against what we think these tools are for or, like, to even try to come up with some way to make these tools a little better, you know? And, and they're like, yeah. this now is the time for discipline. But this, this is... Um, this is- kind of flying in the face of like the public perception of what the European Union is for. I, I We talked about this, uh, I think two weeks ago and previously in Europe of like, but like the whole idea of like, maybe the European Union coordinates a coronavirus um, response. Like 
these are the kind of hypotheticals that were being thrown around in like the Brexit debate about what the why the EU would be good. There are things that you need to collectively respond to, like things that are bigger than Italy or France or Luxembourg. Um, yeah, well, yeah, my apartment's bigger than Luxembourg. Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it, it, it's. But now it's like kind of being shown that actually. Yeah, they don't do that. And I think, I wonder if that contradiction between like what public thinks the EU is for versus what it actually does, which I agree what it actually does is more in what like Rob is talking about of these are these are punishment tools. You've been a bad Italy. Um, so yeah, I wonder if that contradiction will actually reach any kind of boiling point that results in any kind of change yeah. because going to what uh, Nick was saying of like this event as possibly a rise of China, which is kind of backfiring now with the whole like African racism thing, because mm-hmm. China had built a lot of goodwill in Africa. And now it's kind of been ruined or well, let's, we'll see how they handle it. But like now that like the EU was in this position to do what European powers have always kind of done ever since European powers weren't on top of the world anymore, which is, ah, we'll just go wherever has the most money um but now i'm afraid that the european union or europe in general is just so intrinsically tied to the fall of the united states that we're just going to become some sort of like i don't know future ukraine um (laughs) (laughs) because like you want to be a u.s vassal state yeah (laughs) but it's it's a it's a situation now where like you have you only have really like two contemporary examples of former superpowers in the world that you can look to of like here's what it's like when you're no longer a superpower. You have like Western Europe or you have Russia. And uh, like is the USA and its like vassal states going to become dash cam videos and neo Nazi marches, or is it going to become like post war consensus? Uh, have a little bit of social democracy, just leave us alone kind of bullshit. I don't know. Um, can Europe successfully pivot to China or are we going to be punished for it not being friends with China enough? No matter what happens, um, only the UK is going to be the Ukraine to uh, America's Russia. <laughs> I really Russia. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go on. Uh, Speaking of Russia. Yeah, they are planning on like this. They have like a tracking app so every time you want to go outside, you have to download it, and it has like a QR code or mm-hmm. something, and then you're gonna like use it. Uh, like if you if you like every every step you want to do outside, it's yeah. gonna be like tracked. In the sense, I don't know what this QR code is for. I just know it's something about it. <laughs> no QR one code. knows what QR codes are for. That's why no one uses them. <laughs> I don't even know how to exactly. use a QR code. Well, Russia does. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how to use a QR code. I know how to get on WhatsApp on my computer. That's QR code. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that the the whole tracking app thing. Um, they did that in South Korea and China mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a QR code though. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was well actually china actually does use, use qr codes actually quite a bit um because typing things in onto a phone in english when you're a chinese native speaker is a bit of a bitch so they thought it would be easier to just put qr codes everywhere and point your camera at it um and also there's like one app in china that's basically wechat wechat does everything you can pay for things with wechat you can again like yeah, yeah you can open yeah, you can open your co-working space in, in with your Work. WeChat. 
Yeah. <laughs> it is a WeWork. They had a WeWork in Shanghai. And I was like, oh. I feel like that's my ultimate argument against the whole, like, is China still communist? It's like, why do they have oh, WeWork? Exactly. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but hold yeah, on. So. Hold on. Um, as a proper dangist <laughs> <know>. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can, can we run through but this the, uh, quick, sum, uh, quick update of the uh, Corona bond situation? Yeah. So I'll just read briefly from this um, link that Kieran sent over from the London Review of Books, David Adler and Anton mm. Yeager. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good summary. It's pretty short. Anyone interested should probably should just should just read it. Um, I'll just pull out a, a few parts. Um, uh, it's a lot of its summary of if you listen to the show, what you probably know. Uh, we have the pigs, Portugal, Italy, Greece, Spain, who um, demanded that the eurozone share the burden of the crisis with a jointly issued debt instrument known as a Corona bond. And the mm-hmm. FANG, Finland, Austria, Netherlands, Germany, beat them back down, proposing that each member of the currency union bear its debts alone. Um, I just think it's funny that Mario Centeno, the Portuguese finance minister and the current president of the Eurogroup, um, uh, he, he just like, they quote him here as saying like, at the end of the day, what matters the most is that we rose to the challenge. And it's like, did you? Did you really? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that like we we just spent so much time talking about this that we have to pretend that we came up with this big like unifying conclusion. Um, they're literally the Sailor Moon meme where they're like, "My work here is done." Oh, uh, you mean tuxedo <laughs> mask, you big idiot? Tuxedo God, isn't it from fuck. Sailor Moon? It is. Yeah. But it is from what? You need to watch more anime. anime. Yeah, Always. but the, the the tuxedo the tuxedo mask is the character's name. Come on, Rob, get it right. That's yeah. an anime that everyone he's literally knows. in a tuxedo wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't do anything ever. <laughs> and sometimes he throws uh, a uh, rose. Roses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a cla- he's a classy gentleman. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. and you can agree yeah. or disagree, but the the argument that the piece makes is basically that in January, like the EU was kind of feeling themselves. Like um, a lot of the Euro quote unquote Euro skeptic groups were kind of um, marginalized or co-opted by more pro-Europe or mainstream right wing parties. Uh, I mean, that's a dynamic we've talked about in Greece and Austria. Mm. Um, what that means for the future, it definitely meant for the moment a kind of consolidation of the EU. Um, mm. And and now who the fuck knows? <laughs> like, um, if, if I can just read from this. Um, Germany always relied on a tacit good cop, bad cop routine with the Netherlands, whose obsessive frugalism made fiscal extremists in Germany look like humanitarians. Yeah, we can, I mean, we mentioned it before. That I, I, I said last week I wouldn't say slurs on the, uh, on the podcast anymore, but it is his name. Wapka Hoekstra, this fucking dead-eyed psychopath, is the finance minister of the Netherlands. Um, I don't know, I, oh, I looked yeah. into him a little bit. His whole life, graduate from, get his MBA, work for Shell, partner at McKinsey, then become finance minister oh. so he can just scold Portugal for you know being slovenly or whatever. Evil. He sounds evil. Um, he is. Um, he's Christian and he's. What is this? What is what is the Central Park of Europe? Oh, <laughs> good question, Mallorca. <laughs> he is. Right, a, he is a member. Cool. According to his Wikipedia, he is a member of a Christian organization, the Remonstrant Brotherhood. Remonstrant Brotherhood. Ooh. Oh, um, as far as well, this is, feels very end day and Andy's yeah. packed again. As far as I can tell, they're like the Mormons of the Netherlands. <laughs> so <laughs> that's our buddy Hoekstra. Oh, uh, anyway, I hate this. Um, the recovery measures they introduced in the last crisis barely staunched the bleeding. By 2019, youth unemployment in Italy, Spain, and Greece was still more than 30%. COVID 19 has ripped off the plaster to reveal the carnage underneath. 
If Europe opts for another Merkel fudge, that's apparently when Merkel gives a small concession without changing anything. Uh, and Conta and Sanchez go along with it. And Salvini, Le Pen, and their friends need only point at the wound and state the fact. Well, Salvini is already doing this right now. Like, there's not a day where he doesn't tweet and oh, where he yeah. doesn't tweet about Germany. Oh, Same. Italy is super fucked right now. Do you yeah. know who? Yeah. I posted it earlier on Twitter, but fucking hell, the polls are making it look like Fratelli d'Italia is going to be like the third biggest oh my party. God, Mussolini. Yeah, 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 Caio Mussolini. Uh, um, he, he's back in the game. It's the brothers of Italy are now. Yeah, they're, they're back. They're polling higher than the fucking five star movement. So it's what? going to be. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be La Lega. Um, in first, if there was an election held today, La Lega yeah. in first, um, Partido De- Democratica with the, under Zingaretti um, will be second. Like I think probably five percent difference between those two, mm-hmm. and then in a good third place will be Fratelli d'Italia, which will work with La Lega. So it's just going to be just horrifying turbo right wing uh, government in Italy. They like sometimes I ask myself, how are you singing Bella Ciao from your balcony and vote for Mussolini? <laughs> like, there's something wrong. People are idiots. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering if like Bella Ciao has become like you know my sweet darling baby. I love you, Italian. Like, yeah, probably. I love those gangs that, that sing "Oh sweetie baby" as they <laughs> as they heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, there's this thing happening all across Europe um, yeah. of the whole like whoever's in power at the moment is getting a massive bump of course um, yeah. Yeah, yeah this a is like bump CDU's getting a bump of cocaine <laughs> <courtesy> of quarters <laughs> um, CDU's doing doing well in the polls Fine Gael is back on top Ooh. in Ireland which is fucking weird um, but then the problem you have in Italy is that the leader of the country who's ha- who has like a massive boost in approval ratings is a non-partisan no party allegiance fucking um like technocrat giuseppe conte he like there's no way to translate that to any party so the overall bearing trend in italy has largely stayed the same in terms of elections they're going to go really fash yeah oh italy this is why i don't vote in italy (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna come back to results and for Italia wins by one vote ah! it makes like <laughs> yeah no but i have i was out like like i was like thinking about this because the idea then of like uh, of a whatever it's called i'm gonna call it an italo exit because that seems like italo disco or whatever that genre is <laughs> yeah italo disco is great yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> that that's actually potentially going to be on the table like people like people are speculating so people out there uh, with uh, eu citizenship nick is up for marriage <laughs> yeah uh no joke because the thing of the matter is, is that then after this like i can completely 110 percent understand why people would vote to get italy out of the european union and I know, like, that'll be a hard decision if I have to vote on something like that. Like, I get then the perks of what the EU is but, for me. I mean, yeah, you, mm. I mean, we had that, like, uh, with uh, Brexit. Yeah. You yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. There's a left um, perspective yeah, of course. On, on leaving the yeah. EU. Yeah. There is that one material benefit that pretty much almost, well, not almost everyone, but a lot of people feel of just, like, yeah. 
I have friends from Romania who live here in Berlin. What happens to them if the EU is gone? Yeah, um, well, you could. The thing yeah. about that is that like, you could still easily have like the Schengen exist without the European Union. I think that yes. we're too stupid to think that then, like, if you legitimately think that then, like, like the Schengen would just disappear without the European Union, like, movement, like, Europe is too compact to have, like, you getting a visa to, like, go and, like, work in Belgium or something like that. That it it's economically not beneficial for them to have a to have a complex system like that. Germany would probably have a very complex visa system in comparison to other countries. Yeah. But what's funny about um, that is like you can look at it from the flip side. Whereas in, in order to sell the growing European identity of whatever the seventies and eighties, they're like, yeah, you're European now. It means you all have to use the same money, and people are just like, oh, cool, all right, we have the same money. That's cool without like any you know consideration of like why they all want them on the same currency. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean that was that was one of the things in 2002 that was pitched of like it will make going on holidays easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know they didn't I mean like, wasn't term thing. I mean by the way, Ireland's old currency had nuns on it. It was probably for the best that it's gone, <laughs> but like yeah, it, I really it, it like was seeing some... old like uh, liras and drachmas that then are in like the like tens of thousands of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was a there's a whole lot of problems here, and I, I think unfortunately the the EU is just tied up with all of them. That like while yes, the Schengen area and this like free movement of these European countries probably through like bilateral agreements could exist. There is that chance that the EU like is blows up that it all falls apart, and yeah, like Germany did kind of do amnesty for British people who'd been living here of the time of Brexit. Yeah. But they're not going to the, do that they, for other countries, though. Yeah, yeah, they mightn't do that for other countries. But even if they did, the concern, even with the British people, was, "Fuck! Like, what if my dad's dying and I'm gone for three months? Can I come yeah. back in? Yeah. Uh, like, what if I have to go away for not a, a huge amount of time, but some well, amount I, of time?" Well, it's funny because we know the answer to that now because of coronavirus. It'd be like your dad shouldn't have died. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, well, I, we all know that Germany is not a country that wants the EU to fall because we like we you would lose Germany all influence. On, yeah, exactly. Germany uses it as being uh, like on top of the EU, you know, like as an instrument of kind of like controlling the economic situation. Yeah, yeah. Germany yeah. can do colonialism without a military. Yeah. Which is why you like a true Italian. Yeah, <laughs> like it's um, you know, uh, the idea. Like David Harvey speaks of the sense of that, like colonialism within, like you know, the like peripheral and semi-peripheral now is like finance capital, and mm -hmm. Germany's really good at that. <laughs> really, oh, really yeah. good at that. You yeah. know, so that's why I moved here. Like we, we just follow our leaders. Uh. Wherever it appears is the next country that then that we just have that, that Germany exactly. has to it's just like, completely <laughs> ransack. Well, so so that's my question now because you have like the German hardliners who are like no. So obviously they want the EU to still exist, but right now they're on a hard. And you have people like Macron saying if you take this step, then the EU won't exist anymore. But you still have the German hardliners yeah. saying no. The European Union is not for this. There's this one guy, Jürgen Stock. Uh, he wrote an op-ed in Fatsa, one of those newspapers, um, saying like, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sorry, this is not what the EU is for. Health policy is decided by individual nations. He, by the way, oh, was yeah. um, a member of the uh, executive board of the ECB and quit over the bond buying scheme from 2011. 
that he's like a you of know course. he's he's hardcore and you have people like him oh yeah. by the way i looked it up um so isn't he an fdp dude uh i don't know what party he is but his father did I own a he... vineyard in the german wine region <laughs> what is with the fucking video? He's one of the victims of the wine queen's so, expansion. So you just have people like this, like, like, how does how is that resolved? You know, at some point, if they if they want to save the EU, they're going to have to like, you know, make a pivot, but then still try to recuperate what their whole point is. But how exactly do they do that? Well, it's this whole yeah. like typical EU conflict, and Kieran said it before. It's like the thing. Okay, people think that the EU is more than just finance and and like economics. It's more, and stuff it's, like it's that. more than a feeling. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's why they wear fucking sweaters in blue with a fucking like EU flag on it and, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and wash their hands to the song of like Freude schöner Götter oh that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's 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 more than a feeling like you said yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's inter- it's Erasmus it's like you know it's all of this shit um, but this is exactly this is like the whole thing um like, what is the EU? Like, what is it for? Is it is it really more? Is it just like this economics thing? Yeah. It's it's the contradiction because what you're talking yeah, about, Yulia, okay. is like what it actually is versus what was sold to us. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. I said, like yeah, yeah, the euro yeah. was sold to us as yeah. it will be easier to go on holidays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luxembourg as a nation can function now because everyone who works in Luxembourg li- actually lives in Germany, France, or Belgium. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. <laughs> I guess just like one last note before we go into the next part is that then in all of this you can join us in the EU SSR. That is the only option. If you, no, and <laughs> I, and I mean this option. seriously. If Europe is going to, if, <laughs> if the EU is going to maintain this sense of being like a, a, a set, like this entity, it can only exist if it has like some, you know, like if the EU has its own healthcare policy, if it has its own, you know, like policies that yeah. are done over, like, yeah, I don't give a shit if the sovereignty of fucking Hungary is, is you know, is, <laughs> is uh, you know, stepped on over healthcare policy because, you know, the EU would, because then a good version of the EU would give Roma healthcare. That is dog shit to me. And the sovereignty thing is used as a dog shit argument by psychopaths or by people who want to just like yeah. economically ransack another country in Europe. So the only thing that then could, you know, as in the same thing that we had with 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 the DM twenty five conversation, is that then an alternative for Europe can only exist under some level of at least basic social democracy for all of the countries then within it, and that means yeah. that the European Union has to take sovereignty away from 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 a lot of the countries within it. You'd have to have you do have to have like a USSR kind of model of then a centralized thing over than other states within it. You know, anything else then can't function if you want to pass these massive programs. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, so I mean, to put it simply, sovereignty been trampled on. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. the leftists who were the ones yeah. trampling on sovereignty to fucking build the EU in the first place and you know try to create the system. And that's the that's the strategic question: Can you actually put it all back in the box? I'd say probably not. So you got to work within the system. Oh my god, sorry, just in. Julian, what's just in? Julian Reichelt, the chef redacteur of Bild. Oh, yeah, this dude that I I get messy on. He wrote a letter to China. I already love this, go on. And presents him. Uh, an invoice of all the costs that Germany has to like 
Uh, uh, oh my fucking god! Can I just like can I do the fucking thing where like Homer chokes Bart to him? God, <laughs> yeah. I hate him Famous, so much. He's like, such a writing, fucking prick. He's such a racist. Writing what what China is owing to Germany? No, now. Germany. <laughs> China fucking, has to pay God for damn it! <laughs> that's kind of funny, man. <laughs> oh, oh that's that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a. Some casual racism in there. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy's such a fucking Nazi piece of shit, and I don't care if I fucking get libeled for calling him that. He's so disgusting. Ugh. I hate him. <laughs> this is what China asked to Germany. Nothing. Literally fucking nothing. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Julian Reichel, come on the show Ho- so I can just harass like, you for an hour and a half, you big okay, so bitch. Okay, saying that, that China sending uh, like face masks to other countries is imperialism? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> also saying like, oh, you're able to close down every like uh, free press and and like social media and shit, but you can't close down all the little imbus booden that sell all the bad soup and shit like that so like some casual racism I love how he frames it like <laughs> like a shithead complaining to a manager like oh I got bad soup at this imbis I, someone someone must pay <laughs> oh god if Julian Reichelt existed in the United States he would be a dude just like making videos in his car uh, like <laughs> uh, yeah. he's so dumb saying like oh your best export uh, um, is coronavirus and shit like he that he clearly <laughs> knows nothing about the about the China how is the answer to that not like your best export besides like everything yeah, is... it's coronavirus I'm sorry I am, I am now oh. one of those weird like pro like overly uncritical pro China tankies now defending China from Julian Reicher the fucking little yeah, piggy at the bid Zeitung who very if, clearly if this guy... mask off just goes full fucking yeah. 1933 when he want when like just whenever oh, just like yeah. anyone like blows on him the wrong way if this guy takes down china with his weird like yelp review column <laughs> um china wasn't worth defending <laughs> like... can i can i can i read us all some fiona apple lyrics to, to calm us down no yes all right yes. i know that time is elastic and i know when i go all my particles disband and disperse and i'll be back in the pulse do we want to do the mega rika to close out this? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. It's been a while. I've, I've, we've, I've been dodging it. There's possibly even some new listeners because you know this is post us, uh, like some of us being on Trash Future and us having Riley on and stuff like that. So there's, there's some new yeah. people listening. I've seen the numbers. By the way, about oh. that. Yeah. I've- I thought Riley wouldn't come on. Otherwise, I would have been on the episode. Because you could have saved me. Yeah. I'm sorry, you did. Yeah. He decided last minute to join us. Damn it. <laughs> All right, but you know, I was, go- I was, I did have this mega recap prepared for that episode, but I was just like, Yulia's not on. We're not doing it. Yes, right. thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> my new rule is we all have to be here, otherwise it fucks with the scoreboard. Yeah. It, no, I think that. When Yuli is not here, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, it is. He good always wins. Yuli is fucking doing <laughs> fucking like human growth hormones over here, so that she can fucking expand <laughs> her brain to mega rica enhancing drugs. Exactly, it pisses me <laughs> off. You know what? We need to have you know we need to have fucking doping tests before each mega rica. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Yulia's all right. Third so, eye is too big from listening to too much head PE. 
I want to also reassure everyone listening at home that Mega Rica is being done. There no, it's. I know all large sporting events are banned, but it's just the four of us, isolated. There's no live audience, so we are we are doing Mega Rica. We did, we did what the. Uh, we did what UFC did. We bought an island to safely conduct uh, Mega Rica on. Yeah. We brought all the billionaires with us too. Yeah, <laughs> little Saint James. Yeah. Um, Which countries did we have? Oh my god, little we Saint couldn't. James. We, uh, Kieran, we couldn't do it on any little Saint James esque island because it would it would be home field advantage for at least one of these Mega Rica people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I fucking I fucking hate that where they did the thing like the MLB did that if like if you win the All Star game then you get to like have home field advantage in the World Series. Like, oh. it's supposed to make it exciting. Seems to be happening, yeah. Whichever Mega Rico wins the competition this uh, this week will host it next exactly, week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, today we're doing a bit of a, a generational thing because I can't really talk about this Mega Rico without talking about his dad and his three nice. children. So we got like a the, 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 that seems to be a theme. Family. Yeah. Uh, and also, I just uh, so I usually open this thing with net worth, uh, but I I, I do want to say that it's important you guys realize that this family is fucking hemorrhaging money. Oh. Uh, okay, because I'm going to do something here. The net worth uh, in 2014 was $34.4 billion. Hmm. I know who it Next is. Ju- what? Uh, in March of 2014, it was $34.4 billion. The next year, it was $24.5 billion. The year after that, $20.8 billion. Year after that, $19.6 billion. Yeah. Year after that, $16.8 billion. <laughs> All the way to the present day, where his es- the estimated wealth is $13.5 billion US dollars. Um, so here I, goes. I mean, I got to respect that. If I had that much money, I'd probably just... Spend it all, give it all away. <laughs> I mean, what 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 year did they start losing money like that? Uh, it was the peak of this guy's wealth was twenty fourteen. Okay, what year did um that two chain song? It's mine. I spend it like I ride around not getting it. It's Is mine. it two chains? Early answer. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just saying that that song came out in like twenty thirteen. I think makes sense yeah uh, what else happened in 2014 yeah. uh that malaysian airlines flight disappeared just saying <laughs> all the passengers <laughs> were money <laughs> uh okay so why are they rich dead dad fashion and property that is the that is the why they're rich nice. makes mm. sense all right so fact number one i'm going to start with the dead dad the Megarika's dad founded this business in 1947 after being amazed by the shops he saw in the USA and wanted to do that in his home country. Using the fortune he made from starting a women's clothing company, he absorbed and acquired other massive retail companies selling hunting gear, pens, jewelry, and watches. Okay. Hunting gear? Pew, pew. Yeah. Upon his death in 2002, like an idiot, his son, the Megarica, set up a foundation in honor of uh, in honor of him that funnels the money, uh, the family wealth, into tax deductible donations to train people for the company he founded via economics and management programs, and also sends money to the Megarica's son-in-law. Just, I, I just go back for a second. What 
What did he see in the U.S. that was so impressive? Like that he's like, I have to start yeah. this and sell hunting equipment. Maybe he saw the, he saw the Bass Pro Shops pyramid in Memphis and was like, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I need to bring this to you." I mean, not gonna lie, Bass Pro Shops are sick. Anyone like, who doesn't know, look it up. Like, Bass Pro Shops like, pyramid. Yeah, if I was just like some like you know swarthy European going to the U.S. for the first time, and I saw a Bass Pro Shop, I'd be like, "Mamma mia, this is the greatest country on the face of the earth." <laughs> uh, all right, fact number two. This is the actual Megarica now. This Megarica took over from his dad as CEO in 1982 after successfully expanding into foreign markets. He is currently the chairperson of the board, uh, but he's retiring this year. In 1990, he threatened to move his company overseas, which caused a law on reducing inheritance tax to pass and the repealing of several laws designed to prevent dynasties. He is one of 12 billionaires in this country. The other three, three of the other 11 are his three kids. (laughs) (laughs) He owns property in three European capitals known for expensive property markets and in 2009 bought an entire village in Hampshire, England. Wait, what? He owns an entire village. Wow. Hey, I'm, I'm buying. Who's going? Please populate my village like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> He's playing real life Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, and then fact number three, and this is about the three children. We then have the Megarika's three children. The oldest son was in line to be successor for the company. He's friends with the country's royal family and has recently blamed the recent poor performance of the company on conscious consumers and climate Mm. activists somehow. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) He blamed the poor performance of the company, the the family company, on conscious consumers and climate activists. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. These comments were made days before his resignation as CEO earlier this year. The youngest son uh, studied film in London, returned to his home country and started a production company that made two indie films. Oh, here we go. This is my shit One- now. <laughs> I love rich sons <laughs> making indie films. Um, one of which was an indie dart was uh, one of which with, with was with his indie darling director friend. Noah Baumbach. Um, oh, yeah, the film was about like poor trodden farmers in his country. It's a, it's a, a startling look at poverty okay. in his home country. <laughs> uh, 6.7 on IMDb. Then I'm we horrible. have... I mean... Uh, <laughs> it's a reasonable... If I made a film with 6.7. Um, then we have the middle child, the daughter. She still works on the family company's promotions part-time and sits uh-huh. on the boards of the Mega Rica's various real estate companies. Uh-huh. She's also a big horse girl. <laughs> like she's a centaur? She, or? <laughs> <laughs> she is part horse. Um, she operates a stud farm from the castle she lives in in the most expensive part of the country, nice. spending about two million US dollars on each horse she buys. It would be oh sick God. if she... I mean, if you are worth $30 billion, you should be able to turn yourself into a centaur. And then she just ruled over <laughs> her army of horses, leading them into battle. Mm. Uh, I, Again, I see. I see why they, they spent their money well. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
The family have been hemorrhaging money as the company has been undercut by major competitors and the corona crisis has only exacerbated these problems. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So um, the important thing to learn from this family is basically they had a standard of living and the company has not been doing well and they refuse to compromise on their standard of living. <laughs> the son is making <laughs> oh indie films yeah, with a $300 sounds- million dollar budget. <laughs> yeah. oh, so it's, sick. This is basically the Arrested Development family. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> True, yeah. Seriously. Okay. All right. All right. So that's that. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No Who, who's got you, you guys always know things. Yeah, yeah. Rob, go first. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, oh yeah, I'm gonna go in reverse order. Whoever, yeah. is, whoever's uh, got the lowest score yeah. at the moment. Okay. That'll um, be Rob. What countries? Are, can I see the map? <laughs> can, can I buy Virtually, I don't have the. Ma- I don't have the map of this country. If you guess a country that's already been taken, I'll let you know. Um, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, France. I think it's a, a different clothing guy, but I'll say France. That's for fun. Okay. My turn? Yes. Yeah, isn't it LVMH, France? I think like uh, it's the people who are the head-holding company of Louis Vuitton. Oh, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, Yulia, what's your guess? I think I also worked for them, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but not as a CEO or on the board. <laughs> just on on the floor uh, i think it's h&m and it's uh Pearson. oh shit yeah fuck <gasps> yulia is correct again yeah. this is the Pearson family from fucking yeah, yeah this is sweden oh, this yeah. is um... fuck the fast fashion thing sweden. god damn it i know uh, and i know because yeah, i worked activist. for them for five years yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly yeah. so um <laughs> this is this is h&m and uh ramsbury investment which is their like property holding company okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah they own a town in england called lincoln holt it's um <laughs> it's got 21 qu- cottages that are just like empty most of the year except for when like one of these three fucking idiot children get married oh my god i like how they <laughs> i know they're fucking crazy i fucking yeah. <laughs> oh my god i watched the movie like on the weekend you just watched it oh yeah, yeah. My, my new theory yeah, my new theory is that's what's happened to Jordan Peterson, just yeah. but not in Sweden. It's <laughs> that in Russia. Is also, an accurate representation of how the German wine queen is crowned. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, oh but this God. is the this is the three generations of the Pearson family. You said, all right. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being a bad contestant. I actually didn't hear you say fast fashion. I think I was. I, d- I never said fast no, you fashion. Said, you said climate, uh, climate oh, activism. Said, yeah, yeah, the stuff about yeah. the climate. It's interesting because he has this like conscious collection and shit like that. And it's kind of like the reason why they started that yeah. is yeah. because they were having a lot of, you know, what he said. Oh, I'm like, fucking... That, that if I- <laughs> oh, I'm so dumb. Louis Vuitton was founded in the 19th century. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. No, it's, it's But yeah, the... <laughs> the, 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 the the dad, um, the dad who's now dead, uh, basically after World War Two, traveled to the U.S., saw how big like their shops were, and he was like, "Damn, gotta do that in Sweden." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you kind of like have to learn a bit about the fucking company's history when you're working at. Well, you don't have to, but they 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 give you a lot about that. Like yeah. they 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 have this like these fifteen minute <laughs> meetings. Here's, here's your local <laughs> viceroy, who's like just one of the like nine thousand children who controls over you. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the horse girl daughter rides the H and M employees like horses. 
<laughs> What's that thing like yeah. the guy like like the guy who owns American Apparel like just comes into like used to come into the stores just oh completely coked out would like harass his workers yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah, they were never yeah, hot yeah. enough for him yeah. and shit like that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he, oh, he's a real piece of work. Too, hot. After he sold it, instead of coke, he just had dementia. <laughs> and murdered someone no, apparently. Uh, <coughs> yeah, Colonel Sanders apparently killed someone. But oh. there's a story. Do you guys know the story uh, in Spain? Something like Franco. I think on every Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, I think Thursday. He like wherever he was. He's like, I want a paella on Thursday for lunch. And so every yeah, restaurant yeah. had to like prepare paella in case Franco stopped in. Fuck. Um, that is that's what oh I mean God. with with H and M. You have to be ready. There has to be a, <laughs> there has to be a film set so he can, you know, just like maybe the, maybe yeah. the son can get very like you know candid scene for there's always for the daughter can there's can always you into her horse there's house. always. Yeah, there's always someone <laughs> on the staff who look who you always see, and you're just like, huh? They'd make a good centaur. You <laughs> 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 could be drafted into the beta experiments, be turned into yeah. a, like, a proper horse girl. But I'm yeah, just saying like seriously, working for them for five years, I've seen a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like so many horses, centaurs. so many dead horses. <laughs> yeah. Julia could give no. The, seriously, the, the company is fucked things, up. Uh, you can't believe the things Definitely. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um yeah so basically the the company h&m for anyone who doesn't know has kind of just been like performing really poorly mm-hmm. and it's actually there's no concrete evidence that it has anything to do with like conscious consumers uh what actually seems to be causing it is there's a bunch of companies that are able to do fast fashion but they just have a better online presence yeah like things like zalando and shit and asos yeah um yeah yeah because yeah, like I don't know if anyone's ever tried to order from Ordering H&M online. online. From H&M is, yeah. a, is a fucking hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically why they're 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 failing. But um, they just can't get the dollar to stop buying two million dollar horses, <laughs> or the like. Get the 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 get Tom Harrison to stop making like uh, as Rob said, three hundred million dollar budget indie films that are like <laughs> run at one festival in like that's so sweet. Uh, that like genuinely pisses me off because it's like I finally have like a, like like money to like pay my bills and shit like that, and um genuinely like just upset if I want to spend it on anything that then's like not like a necessity. And then just seeing yeah. these people like, oh, you know, two million, which is probably an amount of money that I'll never see in my life. Like, I'm just going to just dump that on a fucking yeah. horse. I know. Like, I have to respect oh, it somehow. I wish I, was, like, I wish I was a horse. They're, they're acting like billionaires should act. Like, in the same way the coronavirus, whatever, made, like, real, like, the crisis that was whatever going on that's, like, finally visible to everybody. It's like they're, they're like, yeah. spending, like, they're, that's what billionaires are like. I'm, I'm happy they're, they're playing their role. Yeah. That you can just point to them and be like, look at them. Yeah. Look, look at that son don't look away that's nature <laughs> wow the billionaires are returning back to their fortresses wow, I am i'm sorry i was i was taking uh, money mr passion <laughs> but the um my other my other favorite thing that i don't i didn't really get to talk about but is horse girl's husband um because he's like the head of this firm called tig invest mm. which if anyone's ever seen their website, I, I encourage everyone at home to just Google TIG investment. You'll get their uh, TIG hyphen invest.com. And like it is, oh, hang on. No, this isn't it. Oh, I, okay. I've, 
fuck fuck what I said, but like he has an investment company that is three pages um, on the website. One is just the logo in front of a, um, a cityscape. The next page is then a an about paragraph that is about like anchor families that invest in companies. And then the last page is like a contact form if you want to talk to them. And all I can find about this company is that through the foundations that this family have started, they occasionally just send that company money to, to keep this son-in-law running. It's very strange. Oh, what the fuck? It's, it's yeah. I, I, I don't think he was a deadbeat husband, but she married someone who apparently just needs help constantly. <laughs> like me. Just want to marry me. I know. I'm, that could have been me, man. <laughs> <laughs> charlotte person hello <laughs> whatever I mean, she's a swedish girl isn't that what everyone wants <laughs> <laughs> not like this as like, you're being um, as your torso uh, is being sewed onto a horse it's like isn't, yeah americans are always like oh i'm gonna go to sweden oh my God, uh, that is the plot of <laughs> I, of Midsummer. okay you, you say that like americans <laughs> I know. I so many people from um my, my friends from like uh southern europe are like damn i want those swedish girls don't play it on the u.s everyone wants thing. swedish girls <laughs> but you know what that leads to i do yep you get yeah. you get You're midsummer life in a in a in a yeah. bear suit. Yeah. Uh, heavy midsummer <laughs> yeah, yeah. spoilers uh, going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just you just well, what we'll refer to it as now is you just get midsummer, all right? Like Jordan okay. Peterson, which is why we haven't midsummer. heard of him in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, yeah. just for like Nick, you can cut. I am gonna cut that spoiler. Don't, that's probably the only <laughs> thing I'm gonna you. cut from this episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for spoiling. It's okay. I guess on that note of Yulia ruining a really great movie for all of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone out there in listener land, get Midsummered. It might be a good thing. You don't know. Watch the film. Uh, yeah. Get, um, I, I, I just Googled Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, what is that her name? Passion? Well, that was her native. Her, uh, her name. I, it's, it's like Charlotte Soderstrom now. <laughs> Her native, native name. <laughs> she has her slave name now. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's um, yeah, it's Charlotte Soderstrom or something like that. I don't know how O umlaut works in uh, Swedish. All right, I have the whole family in in wedding dresses. <laughs> so. yeah. they're all friends with the Swedish royal family as well. It's very, it's all upsetting. I just wanted to see if they're hot. You know? No, no, they're they're, they're not. Uh, uh. Fashion Familien in Sverige is allerrikeste Familie, allerreichste. No, sorry, I can't speak. Okay, can we end the episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Alrighty. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.